Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman time. Y'all must have forgot why we the best. People say the punches weren't really necessary. What do you mean, why were they not necessary? Because he was already knocked out at that point. But it, the referee hadn't pulled me off. And my job is to hit somebody till the referee pulls me off. So to so those people, I would say, maybe don't watch him and they go back to soccer. You know, I made history here tonight. I set another record. It's my name in history one more time. WFAN and Odyssey.com. You guys caught me under under a bad bad time, but you know what I'm saying? The rock's cool. I like ballers. I like ballers. You know what I'm saying? But he picked the wrong side. He picked another side so he could get it too. He could get his ass whipped too. Straight up. With all due respect, he could get it too. I definitely wanna defend my 145 about. And let's see, I'm gonna talk to Dana. Dana, tomorrow I'm gonna call you. We're gonna have a talk. I love you, boy. Here's your Fight Fan host, Pete Hoffman. This is the Fight Fan with your host, Pete Hoffman. Follow me on Twitter, at the WFAN, at the Fight Fan WFAN. All other social media, at the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, WFAN.com, and the Odyssey app. This week, UFC 268, main card. Opening the main card versus Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje will be joining the podcast. Yes. Uh, Very cool interview. Justin Gaethje, you know, one of the most electrifying fighters in MMA. Uh, You know him for his knockout power, for his brawls that he gets into, but he's just also a fun, good dude. And he gives me a few minutes uh, before his fight uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow night, UFC 268 at Madison Square Garden, which I will be at. And I will be posting on social media, some videos and whatnot. So follow uh, WFAN.com, WFAN. Follow at the Hoff WFAN. All social media for uh, for some exclusive stuff uh, from the event itself. So, But yes, Justin Gaethje joins me. And also you can see the video of, uh, of the interview on YouTube with me and Justin as well. Um, because we do do everything through Zoom. I like Zoom. It's easier. It, I can do it from home. I don't have to have all this equipment. But whatever. Anywho, that's besides the point. UFC 268, I'm going to get into you in a second. But breaking news, obviously Jake Paul, Tommy Fury 
was uh, breaking news not too long ago, December 18th. They are headlining uh, a big card. And the more breaking news today was that Darren Williams, former NBA star, Brooklyn Nets, Utah Jazz, uh, Dallas Mavericks, Darren Williams will be fighting on that card. Uh, whether or not we know his opponent, the rumor is Frank Gore, former NFL running back, who we know actually has been working out um, boxing. So that's actually not a surprise about the Frank Gore stuff. The Darren Williams stuff is kind of shocking. Now, listen, do I know what either can do? No. But 5'9", Frank Gore, who is a bit of a big, stocky guy who seems to pack a punch, always packed a punch when he was on the ground, running the ball, was was somebody who was very powerful, a powerful running back. 5'9", going up against a 6'3", Darren Williams, who there was weight issues back in the day, but different type of weight issues. Like, Frank Gore is a big dude for a 5'9", guy. Darren Williams is a tall guy. He's about an inch taller than me, but you carry it differently when you're 6'3", and he definitely carries it differently than Frank Gore. And Frank Gore is someone who puts the work in, who works out, who definitely doesn't slack in that area at all as far as power goes and as far as endurance and as as far as working out goes. I'm not sure what type of uh, level we're at with Darren Williams, so it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, the reach advantage, would I, I don't know the exact reach advantage, but it seems like it would go towards Darren Williams unless somehow he's got really short arms, which I don't see that being the case. Um, but Frank Gord can probably pack a punch, so it'll be very interesting to see. If you even care to watch that stuff, you know, Jake Paul has really figured out a way to to bring the market towards him. Very smart. Tyron Woodley put up a good fight against him. Tyron Woodley figured out uh, a little too late how to fight Jake Paul. If he just knocked him out sooner, this whole thing would have never happened. But he won the rematch. He got the F you or I love you, uh, Jake Paul, on his, on his middle finger. Um, but that fight didn't take place. Because Jake Paul is a smart guy. Took Tommy Fury, who's got 3.6 million Instagram followers, uh, put him on the um, on the main card of his fight versus Tyron Woodley. So you saw Tommy Fury. You kind of know who he is a little bit if you watch those fights. And it makes sense. He's 22 years old. He's an up-and-comer. He's 7-0 versus Jake Paul, who I think is like 4-0 or 5-0 now. It's, it's easy, easy money for Jake Paul. He put it up real nice. And... Now you get a couple celebrities on on the fight as well. Frank Gore and Jake Paul. Uh, uh, Frank Gore, I'm sorry, Darren Williams. If Frank Gore does sign on to it, Darren Williams definitely on there. We'll see about Frank Gore. So if you're into that stuff, December 18th, that's, that's taking place. That's going to happen. And good for Jake Paul for getting everyone duped in again to watch another one of his crappy fights versus Tommy Fury. Who no one really knows uh, as, far as, as far as combat sports-wise, but he's a reality TV show guy, so a reality show person, and and he makes a lot of uh, 3.6 million followers on Instagram. That's not that's not a joke. Okay, I'm I'm barely making a 2,500 of uh, Twitter followers. So again, if you want to follow me at the Hoff WF fan, you can boost those numbers up over there. Um, but UFC 268, it's a huge, huge fight card. Excited about this. You know, not for nothing, it, we haven't had MMA fights uh, or UFC fights in over two years now. The last fight was October of, or sorry, November of 2019. 
2020 was a no-show. We were supposed to get the Khabib, um, Khabib, Tony Ferguson, finally get that fight going on uh, in April at Brooklyn of 2020, but that didn't happen due to COVID, and then everything got pushed back, and this is the first time they are now returning to New York, and I'm pumped, and I'm excited, and I can't wait to be there um, for UFC 268. It's a really fun card. There's so many good names. Ally Quintas on there. You got uh, John Vellante, local Long Island guy, finally going for his final fight, making an announcement. It's his final fight, but it should be fun to see him um, out there in his hometown fighting at MSG, so that's good for him. There's so many good fights. It's tough to get into all of them. We will do our best to hit some big ones off of the prelims. But it's you just it's just such a such a stacked card, and that's what the UFC always does for uh, MSG. They always find a way to just stack the card, and I'm appreciative for it. Um, let's see, really quickly on the early prelims at six o'clock, that's where you're gonna have John Vellante on there versus Chris Barnett, uh, Dustin Jacoby, nice uh, knockout. Specialist or has we had him on the show once? He uh, after he beat Darren Stewart, uh, really good fighter. What did he do versus? Oh, he, he, uh, the Ian Kutalaba fight too. I remember that. That was a draw. But yeah, the St- Jacoby knocked out Darren Stewart. He's been really on a good upswing, so it'll be funny, fun to see him face. Uh, sorry, face Josh, not Josh, John Allen. And a lot of different words combining together. That's really good. Uh, so you got the John Vellante, Chris Barnett. You got the Dustin Jacoby, Ian Gary. It's a uh, the first fight for him. He's kind of like a hot prospect that's coming up. He's fighting another prospect in Jordan Williams. Williams, who is not really a prospect, but he won off the Ultimate Fighter. Um, came not the Ultimate Fighter, Dana White Contender Series. He won off of that, and he's been uh, had a few fights so far in the UFC. Hasn't gone his way. Submitted last time versus Mickey Gall, but it'll be an interesting fight for Jordan Williams. We'll see how he is against Ian Gary, who has a lot of hype behind him. 23 years old, 6'2", 170, 170 pounds he weighs in. Uh, is this going to be 170 or is this going to be 185? I don't know. I didn't. This is this says welterweight fight, so we'll, we'll go off of that. This is going to be a welterweight fight between these two. Um, could be wrong. Could be right. Could be a frozen... Uh, Frozen screen, but there we go. Says as well the way we're gonna stick with that. You got the prelims, uh, which started at eight. The main prelims, you got Edmund Shabazian uh versus Imavov, which is a decent fight between the two. Both of Nazardine, Imavov, and Shabazian, both good middleweights. Phil Hawes is on the fight versus Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis, remember, was supposed to fight. Uh, he was supposed to fill in for somebody because I forgot who it was. Had to pull out last minute, but Kurt, Chris Curtis and Phil Hawes both kind of like interchange, kind of try to step up last minute. Um, and now we moved it over here. Ally Quinta versus Bobby Green, as I mentioned. He, lightweight fight, big fight for both of them. Ally Quinta wants to return, wants to try to make it up the rankings. And Bobby Green, another badass um, in the lightweight division, trying to get up the rankings as well. And they're on the prelims. Alex Pereira versus Andrea Andreas Michalides, uh is also on the middleweight fight as well. That is the main event on the prelims. Not really familiar with the, either of these two fighters, so I probably do know Pereira a little bit more. So it's interesting to see that they're both um, 
the main event on the prelims. Usually, typically, they put a fight that you are kind of boosts you to buy the pay per view if you're on the fence. So it's interesting to see those two fighters on there. I thought thought that Al versus Bobby Green would be the one to go to, but Pereira versus uh, Michalides. That might be that might be something that you might have to circle uh, that fight and say I have to watch that because typically they put those type of fights on there to that boost up your uh, motivation to buy the pay per view. So that could be something that I'm not familiar with, but it could be good. All right, so here we go. This is the main event. This is the main card, and this is. Honestly, you talk about stacked every year. I mean, we've been lucky enough in the past at MSG to get Conor McGregor, Eddie Eddie Alvarez, uh, to have Michael Bisbing, GSP, Cody Garbrandt, TJ Dillashaw, uh, Rose Namajunas versus uh, Joanna Yonjacek. Uh, You've had the DC fights. You've had last time around, who was it? Who was the, oh, the BMF fight, duh. You had Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal. We've been privileged uh, for for someone who's had such a small sample size of fights. We've only been around. New York has only gotten UFC fights since 2017. The fact that we've had such good fights come our way, we're spoiled. We are extremely spoiled. This fight card is the fourth highest by at Madison Square Garden. The number one is the Connor fight. This is sitting in number four. It's pretty good. I think that's pretty good for Madison Square Garden to be the number fourth selling event at Madison Square Garden in history. I mean, that's kind of stupid, no? Madison Square Garden has been around for a very, very long time. And you're saying the top four events, two of them, one and four, are UFC events, one being Connor McGregor. Four being Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington. Who saw that coming? You tell me right now. Did you see that coming? Because I definitely didn't. But that's the fight. That's the main event. And we'll get there in a second. All right, so lightweight, we got Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler. Listen, Justin Gaethje, as we talked about, the guy's a brawler, but he's a pathologist. He is a very smart brawler. He's not this punch-drunk guy who we used to think about who used to fight sloppy and just throw fists and not be calculated. He is very calculated. He's going up against a Michael Chandler who last fought versus Charles Oliveira, you know, was up for that title fight, didn't get the W, and he's looking to rebound and try to get back, make his way back up. Gaethje, his last fight was versus Khabib. Um, and that's the last time that he fought was the loss to Khabib Nurmagomedov, which basically retired Khabib on a, on a on a on a on a winning streak. Never lost a fight ever before. Khabib Nurmagomedov never has, never will because he retired. And with going out on top with Justin Gaethje, who if you see, you know Gaethje, he took him out in two rounds. And what was the purpose? Because he did not want to stand up and fight with Justin Gaethje. Michael Chandler is a little different. Michael Chandler will definitely. Stand and fight. We've seen him before. He took out Dan Hooker in the UFC. He's had those huge Bellator fights in the, in the past two. Gaethje is very impressive. Normally can stop takedowns except for Khabib. But we'll see how that goes against Michael Chandler, who is good on both the stand-up and the ground. Gaethje looking to keep this a brawl. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to be a very electric fight. The, the, the fact that that's the start of the main event is unbelievable. Now, I say that that could be the fight of the night. Also, the next fight coming up, featherweights. Shane Burgos versus Billy Q, Billy Quantillo. 
this is another huge fight of the night potential between these two. Shane Bur Burgos, last time we saw him, he uh, had that crazy knockout. He got knocked out by Edson Barboza. It was off of that delayed reaction, a, a punch to the chin, and he kind of like fell back and he kind of like wobbled, tried to shake it off, and then went out. It was crazy. It was scary. Um, we'll see how Shane Burgos rebounds, but every fight that Shane Burgos is in is some sort of war. And Billy Q, Billy Quarantillo, is in those same type of fights. Billy Q is on a winning streak right now. He's been looking really good. Um, the last fight he had over Gabriel Benitez, really good fight, really good win. That was not an easy win at all, but he he uh, beat Bill, he beat Gabriel Benitez. Lost to Gavin Tucker, I apologize. But before that, beat Kyle Nelson, Sp Spike Carlisle. He's been three out of four. Three of the last four fights he's had to win. The Gavin Tucker was a close fight. Could have gone either way. But Billy Q is one of those up-and-comer fighters. Again, only 32 years old. And Shane Burgos ain't very old either. He's only he's thirty, so these are two up up and coming, up on the rise featherweights. They're fun to watch. They're exciting fighters. They're strikers. They are going to put on a show, and that could potentially again. You talk about fight of the night. That could be it. Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler is the obvious fight of the night because of we know what they do. But these two, if you don't know Shane Burgos and Billy Q. You will after tomorrow night, UFC 268. And Shane Burgos, the biggest thing is he's got that five-and-a-half-inch reach. That could be the deciding factor, but we'll see. Billy Q, he's someone that can withhold, withstand diversity and adversity, I should say, and he can figure it out in the, in the cage. So we'll see how it goes. Both Billy Q got three losses, so does Shane Burgos, so we'll see. It's going to be a very fun fight. Then the bantamweight fight, you bring back um, former champ in Frankie Edgar, versus Marlon Chito Vera. It's going to be a very tough fight for both fighters. Frankie Edgar, the veteran of the sport, former champ, different weight class, but former champ. In, in, in. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, in the UFC Fighting Marlon Chito Vera. Chito Vera is one of the most underrated fighters I think that's out there. 
He is someone, he's a workhorse, he's a dog. He goes out to, he doesn't make any fight easy. I don't care who it is. Even in his losses, he makes people work. Frankie, 40 years old, a little bit shorter. The reach is not in his advantage either. He's 68-inch reach. You got Cheeto Vera, 28 years old. So there's a 12-year age gap, about an uh, inch and a half height difference. The reach is about two and a half inches. Um, and Cheeto Vera, again, even though he's had 24 or so fights, 25 or so, so fights, he's only 28 years old. He's only 28 years old. His losses, Jose Aldo, a decision. Uh, losses, San Yudong, decision. But all these other fights that he's winning, he's getting KOs. He's getting submissions. He is just look. He looks unbelievable. If the fight goes to a decision, he may not take it out because he keeps it close. It's a it's a fun fight. So maybe that's where Frankie Edgar has to go. Frankie Edgar has to keep this a three round fight, keep getting the decision, and try to outpoint him. But Cheeto Vera is a very explosive fighter, and he will find a way to wear you down. So it's gonna be very very interesting. Again, uh, the first three fights on this card is unbelievable, and then you get to the women's strawweight uh, co-main event. For the championship, Rose Namajunas versus Wally Zhang. The rematch. Last time, Rose Namajunas. First round knockout. Head kick. Knockout. A minute, 16 seconds. Knockout. You talk about Wally Zhang, who I was worried about going the other way. Because you saw how she dismantled Jessica Andrade and how she basically went toe-to-toe with Ioana Janjacek in a unbelievable fight of the year, basically, between Joanna and Jacek. Incredible. And in a minute and 16 seconds, Rose Namajunas shut the lights off of Wally Zhang, something we've never seen before. Now, we've seen Rose do a lot of surprising things. We have seen Rose Namajunas find ways to come back after losses, win fights, We've also seen her in second fights, in rematch fights. Again, you want to on Jacek, the first fight, she knocked her. Rose knocks her out. One of the craziest things and one of the craziest explosive sounds in, in, in MSG was watching Rose take out you want to on Jacek because no one thought that was coming. No one saw that coming. In the first round it happened, it was crazy, unexpected. Same thing with Wally Zhang. And then the second fight, the rematch fight, what do we see? We saw Rose be patient. We saw her withstand Joanna, keep the pressure on, and go five rounds and keep the fight for her to win. She still took her out a couple times, told, still landed some good shots to take her down on the ground, but was made sure she didn't lose that fight. And I'd expect to see another similar type of uh, scenario where Wally Zhang is really going to have to bring it to Rose, and Rose is going to find a way to win this fight and really find a way to not put maybe maybe she's not looking for the knockout right away. She'll put the pressure on, but she doesn't need to look for a knockout now. Willy Zhang is going to have to bring the pressure to Rose. And we'll see how that goes. It's gonna be very exciting again. This is now the co-main event because the main event is you talk about one of the craziest welterweight main events of all time. Kamara Usman, Colby Covington, the war words was there for quite some time. Uh, it was amazing main event for the UFC title. And Colby Covington is legitimately the toughest test 
for Kamaru Usman. No one else gave that sort of test to Kamaru Usman. You go Tyron Woodley, nothing. Even Jorge Masvidal, someone that we want to try to say gave Kamaru Usman a tough test. He really didn't. He had some fun in the cage. He went in there short notice the first time around. Uh, you know, tried to, to to have fun with it, but didn't really work out. Didn't have the endurance. Didn't have anything. And then the second fight got laid out. Colby Covington took those punches from Kamaru Usman and gave it back. Now that's where this fight's going to go again, because you have two fighters who are elite wrestlers, and they cancel each other out. I don't see any takedowns happening. I I highly doubt it. If it is, it'll be fakes. It'll be just to, to keep somebody else on, on, on their toes. But this is going to be another battle, stand-up battle. And can Colby Covington outwork Kamaru Usman? Right now, Kamaru Usman is on a different level. He really is. The way he clocked Jorge Masvidal makes me think that this guy is unbeatable right now. He is unstoppable. That's a scary sight, a scary man. And he broke uh, Colby Covington's jaw last time. They were going at it. They were dishing blows left and right. This is a different Colby Covington as well. But he's someone who he needs to protect himself a little bit more because Kamaru Usman is on a different level. It's going to be a fun card. It's going to be a fun fight. It is going to be an amazing night at Madison Square Garden, and I will be there, and I'm looking forward to it. But enough of my BSing. Let's get to the interview with Justin Gaethje. He gives me a few minutes. Again, he is the he's the opening of this card at UFC 268. Justin Gaethje up next on the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. This is the Fight Fan. We are host Pete Hoffman, and we are joined right now by Justin Gaethje. He's on UFC 268. Dude, your fight versus Michael Chandler is like could be a headline, yet you're opening the main event. How is that? How does that feel for you? It feels great, man. Get the show started. You know, inspire my teammates to perform. That's my. That's one of my jobs. My biggest job is to win and to be perfect for 15 minutes. Uh, that's number one. Number two is inspire uh, inspire the rest of the card to go out there and put it online. Dude, there's no question. You guys, I mean, that you put a show every time you go out there and fight. Give me the biggest challenge versus Michael Chandler. Yeah, first round. That's the biggest challenge. The dude is super dangerous, super aggressive, uh, you know, really confident. And, yeah, it's, those are factors that are that are dangerous. They'll present danger. Um, so, yeah, I've made that – I love that chaos. You know, I know he's going to bring it. Um, he wants to talk about taking a step backwards, you know. When he starts shooting for legs, you know shit's going south for him. <laughs> um, and we all know that your defense is fantastic, and we all know that you could, if you need to, you could wrestle. But but you're you're all about the stand up. You're all about uh, putting on a show for the fans. What you know, this is your first time fighting at MSG. Um, give me your feel because New York is a big place. This is now, if I'm correct, the fourth biggest uh, biggest pay uh, the fourth fourth biggest. Uh, event at the garden as far as uh, as as far as uh, fan base goes, uh, sellout wise financially. How does that make you feel that you're up there? MSG's been around forever. Madison Square Garden's been around forever, and yet you're putting records out there. Yeah, it's, I love it. You know, it's mostly due to my two teammates that are fighting on the card. You know, with us as a kicker, as a fan, you know, I would if I wasn't fighting here, I would be here right now. Uh, this is the fight that you want to be at, absolutely. The whole card is stacked. You got Frankie Edgar, you got Chito Vera. There's so many good fighters on this card. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, I know. I listen. I mean, up and down, it's like a fight of the night. It's going to be tough, man, because I mean, there's so many good fights on this. Uh, but you guys, you and Chandler are going to kick it off. It's going to be amazing. What uh, what fight are you looking forward to besides just besides your own? What else are you looking forward to? Yeah, the, the co-main and main event, you know, my teammates. I put in blood, sweat, tears with these guys. So, you know, um, yeah, I'll probably be more nervous for their fight than I will be for mine. What? How do you see these fights going? I mean, they're both rematches. They're both very interesting. They both, I mean, Rose demolished Wale Zhang last time in, in, in an amazing uh, first-round knockout. How do you see that fight going? Do you th- feel it's going to end quick again, or is it something where Rose in, in, in a uh, – in a secondary fight, like if you take it to Joanna, Joanna Young Jacek fight, how she yep. changed her style, her her approach to that fight. Yeah, I mean, you know, a quick knockout when it comes to, when you're talking about statistics and numbers, I mean the, the the chances of it being over faster or just as fast are are slim to none. Um, but you know, Rose has that ability, unlike or unlike a lot of females, to shut your lights off at any moment. She did it with Joanna. She did it with Wiley Zhang. You know, she has that ability that uh, most females do not possess. So that is a factor from from the first second. Um, you know, I think, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can only hope that she knocks her out faster. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and then Kamaru and, Col- and Colby Covington. Why do you think, like, it, it, that was, we all know styles make fights. And we all were looking to this, like, okay, both two wrestlers, this fight's going to go on the ground. How is it going to work? And it ended up being a, an amazing, almost five-round five, five round fight finished in the fifth round. You know, do we expect that same type of approach again, too? Or, I mean, Kamaro is on such a different level now, and, and Colby, too, is, is amazing. But what type of approach do you think? These, is it anything going to change from that, too? Is it just going to be a stand-up bang and fight? I have no idea. I have no idea. I loved watching the first fight. Uh, he wasn't my teammate at the time. Um, but, yeah, this time, I mean, that was a great fight last time. Kobe's a formidable opponent, you know. Um, he's, possessed, he's, a, he's a tough little son of a bitch. You know? <laughs> he's, gone, he's still going to be talking. Um, and that's something that you need when you're going in there and, and fighting people. What's yeah? When you when the cage door closes, give me uh, what goes through Justin Gaethje's head. Like obviously leading into the ring, uh, into the cage, you get that energy and stuff like that. But once the cage door closes, give me like the, the the moments leading up to your name being called, Bruce Buffer, and all that other stuff. I mean, the last thought I really have is walking up the steps, going into the octagon, and then after that, the fight's over. Um, I am completely blank, um, and I'm trusting and relying on the skills that I possess, that I have honed through the years um, to get me to perform, to be perfect, to land the right shot at the right time, at the right distance. Um, those are all things that are already instilled into me. Uh, it's not something that I need to make happen. I need to trust in my ability to make those things happen. Why do you think so many people thought for a long time, like, I mean, I, I've watched your fights for years. It's, it's amazing. You put on such a show. But so many people thought that you weren't as calculated as you always were in the cage. Like some people didn't think that you're you you just you just kind of took the switch went on and you started striking, but you were always been a calculated striker. It was never just go in there and just throw. Yeah, I mean, early early on, that's you know, it was a process going to move through that. But yeah, I mean, you know, for one, until I was you know four until four years ago, five years ago, right before I got to the UFC, I was blind. You know, I had terrible vision. And yeah, I had to uh, pretty much be touching you to understand where you were. And so my ability to control distance was I needed to keep a much closer distance than I need to keep now. 
Um, I think that's a factor. And then uh, the skills that my, you know, the fundamental skills that my coach teaches with my feet, the way the feet work, the creating of angles, um, you know, I've embraced that and, and really have honed those skills, you know, over the last two or three years through these big opportunities and these big, you know, these, these experiences. Um, are you, obviously you're up there, top contender, looking for a title fight again. Uh, who are you itching to get into the cage against uh, if they, for, for a title fight? I mean, obviously you got Olivero. Yeah. Uh, who, who, who do you – does it make a difference? Is it just about having that title strapped around you? I mean, we all know you had the interim for a second. You threw it on the ground, and I totally respect that and understand that. Um, yeah. But- yeah, I mean, no, it doesn't matter who. The belt is the, is the goal. Uh, who you fight for the belt, you know, it's going to be the best guy available. That's the plan. Um, the human in me wants to get revenge on Poirier. Obviously, you beat me, you know, but, you know, I'd really like to – obviously exploit and prove a lot of people wrong when it comes to Oliveira. Um, I know I'm better than him. I know that I'm stronger, faster, um, much more dangerous. And I, I want to show that. Would you say that, uh, you know, you've got three losses in your career, but would you say that Khabib is clearly the only, you know, the toughest opponent you've ever had? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his ability to walk through those shots, you know, and uh, put a poker face on was incredible. So yeah, and his ability to keep, Putting pressure on, keep closing distance was uh, was second to none. You are very confident. I feel like you feel like if you get into the cage with Dustin Poirier, you could definitely win that fight again. Do you think if you got into the cage against Khabib again that you'd be able to find a way to beat him? Yeah, I think any given night. Obviously, that's why I love this sport. Um, luck, chance, and skill is are all factors. Yeah, I think. Um, ah, dude, I have to talk. This will be something I'll talk about when I'm done, retired. Right. Do I want to send Taylor home in a body bag to his family? Absolutely. Did I want to send Khabib home in a body bag to his mother? Absolutely not. Are there, was that a huge factor? You know, I'm not sure. Um, Justin, just before we wrap up, you know, you're, you're in New York. Uh, what are you doing? What are you, is there anything you're looking forward to, to doing in New York itself? I mean, when I'm done, I'm looking forward to eating some food you know, <laughs> talking about these halal guys uh 53rd street that's the, the place court. to go yeah so i'm definitely looking forward to some euro they said that's that sauce that the sauce is way too hot not to fuck with it but i'll have to find out for myself yeah w- wait for it after the fight i'll tell you that much 53rd street <laughs> and fifth that's the that's the spot to go to my friend yeah that's right where uh they got the hotel at over there so Perfect. Awesome. Well, listen, Justin, I appreciate the time, man. I'm, I'll see you on Saturday, man. I'm looking forward to it. You and Michael Chandler heading off the uh, head, heading uh, starting to the uh, main card, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, sir. Enjoy the show. Certainly will, man. You be safe. Good luck, bro. Hey, man, have a good one. Uh, again, thank you so much to Justin Gaethje for joining us. Um, thank you for listening. UFC 268. I will be there in the building, Madison Square Garden. I will be posting tons of videos, so make sure you follow me at the Hoff WFAN. On Twitter at the Fight Fan WFAN on Twitter as well at the Hoff, uh, sorry at the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. Everywhere else on social media that's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, WFAN.com, and the Odyssey app. Follow me, follow me, follow me uh, for everything, for all videos, for all interviews, for all posts. It's all good. See you there. Um, again, thank you for listening. We will have more guests next week, as always. And hopefully, you know, we, we're hopefully going to run into some people at the event tomorrow at MSG2, and that should be cool. 
uh, see who's there. It should be fun times, and we'll see what interviews we get. So uh, maybe we'll run to a couple people. We'll see what's up. But again, thank you so much for listening. We will see you guys next week. Enjoy the event. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this thing. I'm enjoying seeing a live event. I haven't seen, listen, I've been to a football game. I've been to some baseball games, but I haven't seen MMA in two years. So I'm feeding for this right now. I had to go as soon as I saw this. I had to make it make it a point to be there. So I will be there. And hopefully some of you guys will be there too. And hopefully you guys will watch it on TV. And then we'll talk about it on, uh, on social media and whatnot. Again, I will see you guys next week. Thanks again to Justin Gaethje for joining the show. And uh, again, you listen to Pete Hoffman on the Fight. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t